comes out in front of Cagliano. Oh, he hit the post. Going up ahead to Kopitar. Shoots and he hit the post. Oh, yeah. Return pass off the referee and then off the post. You're listening to 98.7 CJHR. And now it's time for Rink Wrap. Here's your host, Jeff Patterson. And greetings and Weather this hour is brought to you by Melcher Heating and Cooling in Renfrew, serving the Ottawa Valley for more than 50 years. Greetings and welcome to Rink Trap on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. Jeff Patterson here with our weekly show and subbing in for Riley the Intern, Scott Conroy, who's returning to the desk here at Valley Heritage Radio live in our Burnstown Road studios. Scott, uh, thanks for making the trip in. Hey, it's uh, it's good to be back. We talked on the phone a couple times with uh, Conroy's Corner, but it's good to finally get back in this chair, grab some treats out of the kitchen here at the studio, yeah, and sit in this chair and talk to you guys. It's going to be a good episode. We got a big show lined up. Well, it's definitely an all star episode uh, here today for one hundred and twenty eight. And you know, um, we're five years into our rink wrap uh, show here on Valley Heritage and. Uh, this may be the best yet. We're looking forward to talking to the new head coach of the Leafs, Sheldon Keefe, and we're also talking to Joas Siegel, who's a uh, writer with The Athletic, and uh, that's an online publication, and he's an official NHL writer, knows an awful lot about the Leafs, so, man, oh, man, there's a lot of love for the Toronto Maple Leafs here tonight. Yeah, the Leaf fans in the uh, Valley are going to be quite pleased with this episode, and... Uh, it's kind of unusual that we really favor one team. We are still going to try and touch a little bit on junior hockey, but if we run out of time, it's not every day we have two guests from the pro ranks like this, so we got to take advantage of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, we're talking about episode 128, and you know where I'm going to start. 28, Claude Giroux, former... CCHL player with the Navin grads. They used to be known as the Cumberland grads. The Lumber Kings just beat them uh, Sunday night 4-2. to two, But uh, Giroux played in our league here as a 15-year-old. And man, did he have some success. He, you knew he was something special. Only, you know, he looked, he looked like a little... I don't know, twelve-year-old kid or something, but he was uh, he was great, and and we had the privilege to watch him in venues like uh, Pembroke and uh, various places throughout the league. So number twenty-eight, Claude Giroux. Yeah, he's uh, he's just missing that cup, so we'll see if he gets out of Philly. He might get the shot <laughs> at it. Um, for my first twenty-eight, I'm going to go right back to a former rink rap guest, nice national champion with the Pembroke Lumber Kings. Hailing from Pembroke, Ontario, dominating the East Coast Hockey League, number 28, Matt Bowdens. Enjoyed chatting with Matt here on uh, Rink Wrap. And man, that kid's, uh, you know, he's got a bit of a golden touch as well. We talk about Sheldon Keefe's magical touch, but uh, Bowdens has had a great run and uh, he's playing some great hockey right now, isn't he? Yeah, and he, he had a little stint up in the AHL with uh, the Chicago Wolves on a, on a PTO. Got into a few games there, and it's great to see those local guys, especially former rink rap guests, having success. Well, he won a national championship with Pembroke in 2011, so what more can you say about Bowdy? Mm-hmm. Who else you got, Jeff? Another former king. He didn't... Uh, I don't think he's had his best hockey playing for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, but he was a former Hab and wore 28 with the Habs. Zuby Duby Do. Uh, we often talk about Danius Zubris, the Latvian, and uh, mm, 
He was he was quite a player. He was one of the most remarkable players I've ever witnessed, and and had the fortune of being on the ice with him when he was in Pembroke. And uh, man, oh man, the guy put up close to fifteen hundred NHL games or beyond, like right in that range. Like that's that's unbelievable. And the kid could fly. Mm-hmm. I've got one that might wow you. I'm ready. Todd White, ninety-one, ninety-two. This is when Canada was called the Canada Valley Lasers. Yes, and he wore twenty-eight with the Ottawa Senators. And before he went there, he also played with my cousin Craig Conroy at Clarkson University. That is wowing me. Thank you, Ottawa native. Yeah, White's a, a big name around here, obviously, and uh, had a great. Uh, Great run with the Ottawa Senators. Radio personality now, too. He's on uh, Team 1200 with the Senators broadcast. So Smart cookie, and uh, we enjoy listening to him right to this day. So maybe we should uh, get Whitey on this show at some point. Well, after that shout-out, we might get him. You got anybody else? Um, I'm talking about, I think, uh, another Montreal guy. But uh, did Larry Trader wear 28 with the Habs? He's the Barry's Bay legend. I talked about him before on the show. I can neither confirm or deny. Okay. I got one more. Okay, play it. Uh, guest on the show that we're going to have in a few minutes, Sheldon Keefe wore 28 in Barry with the Colts. He also wore 28 in the NHL with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm excited. Let's take a break, and we'll go over the weather, and we're going to have the, the man, the legend himself, hopefully on the line from Calgary, Sheldon Keefe coming up. You're listening to Valley Heritage Radio 98.7. Weather this hour is brought to you by Melcher Heating and Cooling in Renfrew, serving the Ottawa Valley for more than 50 years. And currently it is minus 8 degrees here in the Valley. Flurry at times heavy this evening, then a partly cloudy, 40% chance of flurries overnight, and a low of minus 14, wind chill minus 21. Tomorrow mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries, uh, periods of snow beginning late in the afternoon, high of minus 5, and tomorrow night it will be uh, minus 4. On Friday, cloudy with a high of plus 2 and a low of minus 2. And for your weekend, Saturday, periods of snow or rain and a high of plus 2 on Saturday. And Sunday, cloudy with a 70% chance of flurries and a high of minus 1. Sunday night, it's going it's to drop like a stone, minus 18 on Sunday night. That's your Valley Heritage Radio 98.7 weather. Melcher Heating and Cooling in Renfrew will make sure you're ready for the colder weather. They install and service your high-efficiency furnace or freestanding gas stove, making your home warmer and more comfortable just in time for the cold fall nights. Melcher Heating and Cooling is a family-owned and operated business, fully licensed and insured, and they've been serving the Valley for more than 50 years. Keep warm with a little help from Melcher Heating and Cooling. Give them a call today at 613-432-2440 or stop by 68 Argyle Street North in Renfrew. Remember when a handshake meant something? Well, it still does at Summers Brothers Ford in Killaloo. As winners of the 2016 President's Diamond Club, that's the highest award given to Ford dealers, they know what it means to provide outstanding customer relations in sales and in service. So if you're ready for a hassle-free purchase, then Summers Brothers in Killaloo is your best choice. And they thank you and their employees for helping them achieve this award. Stop by today and see why buying a car at Summers Brothers Ford is easy. 154 Queen Street in Killaloo. 
Hi, Carl here of IPC Murphy Wealth Management. Managing your wealth is not a one-time annual event. It's a journey that's an ongoing experience. We partner with each of our clients in this journey because we are your local wealth management firm. You know us, we know you. If you haven't been receiving the high level of personal service you deserve in managing your wealth, then I invite you to contact our office to learn more about why our clients are loyal clients. Visit our website at murphywealthmanagement.ca or call us at 888-432-1472. Dams and hydroelectric stations are no place for recreation. Even in the winter months, they run 24 hours a day and can cause sudden changes in water flows, which can make nearby ice much thinner and weaker than it looks. When enjoying winter outdoor activities like ice fishing and snowmobiling, please obey all safety signs and barriers. They are there for your protection. Don't take any chances. Stay clear, stay safe. This important message is brought to you by Ontario Power Generation. Greetings, hockey fans. We are in episode 128 of Rink Wrap on Valley Heritage Radio. I'm Jeff Patterson alongside Scott Conroy here, and we're thrilled to have Sheldon Keefe on the line with us from Calgary. Sheldon, of course, the uh, newly anointed coach of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, Sheldon, welcome back to the show. Pleasure to be here, Jeff. Scott Conroy, former Lumber King Scott Conroy. Yeah, how are you doing? Very well. Shall uh, Scott subs in once in a while for a uh, intern of mine by the name of Riley Thero, and uh, he thought it was appropriate to join in since you guys have had uh, a relationship in the past as well as a player coach. So uh, throw that loop at you. Outstanding. Here we go. What's going on today? Well, um, we're still kind of uh, pretty excited about having you on the show here, but uh, I would imagine you're pretty excited about uh, the win last night in Vancouver. Uh, Watch the game, of course, and, man, uh, the Leafs are uh, rolling along, aren't they? Well, it was, uh, it was a good win. I'm not sure we would say we call it this rolling here quite yet, but we're... We're uh, starting to see some positive change. Still recovering, of course, from the uh, the beating we took at the hands of your Flyers, but uh, <laughs> we've seen some good some good progress since that day. It's a bit of a wake up call for us, and uh, you know this is a tough trip here for us. Starting in St. Louis against the the Cup champs, of course, and then uh, having to travel out to Vancouver. And now we're here in Calgary, and the trip's not over yet, so it's, a, it's an important stretch for us. And it's really nice to get some positive results here early. Now you're hitting the double figure in NHL games coached. Um, is it kind of the wackiness uh, slowing down? Are you you know are you uh, able to kind of have some normalcy to your days these days now that you're adjusting to life in the NHL? Well, they are uh, settling down a bit, Jeff. Uh, just you know now that we're on the road and uh, the schedule is lightened up a little bit in terms of not having the back-to-back uh, situations like we had early. Um, now we're, you know, we're playing a game, traveling to another city. And, and in the Vancouver case, we had two days between games. and uh, it's, It is slowing down here a little bit and giving us a little more time to dig in on our own team and get a, a better chance to get a feel for the league and our opponents. Uh, so yeah, it, has, it is settling down. The media obligations and all that kind of stuff is is uh, quieting down, and uh, it's really just coaching hockey here now, which has been nice, and I felt comfortable in doing that. 
hasn't been a whole lot different in terms of the preparation and things you go through uh, for myself than what I went through in the American League, and uh, that's felt good, and we've got a great staff here that's really helped me uh, get my feet under me. Now, we were uh, observing last night that, uh, man, oh, man, it must be a little bit weird being on the road, the other side of Canada, yet, uh, you know, the fan base gave you guys so much support, it must have kind of seemed like a uh, like a home game. Does Did that sixth man have an influence on your club? Well, you know what? It was last night. It was a pretty uh, pretty great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I would say it was an atmosphere that I've I've coached in uh, to date here. Just uh, the number of Leaf fans, of course, being on the road, but then also the competition with them and the Canucks fans and uh, hearing the Go Leaf Ghost chant uh, on the road is, is pretty cool. And it's something you... You, you know, you learn pretty quickly. And, you know, of course, doing it before, but experiencing it firsthand, just the, how vast Leaf Nation is and, and how it spreads across, not just even Canada, because even, you know, my first home game, uh, or first uh, NHL game, excuse me, out in Arizona, you know, the number of uh, Leaf fans that were there, of course, myself spending a lot of time in Arizona uh, with my family there. You know, there's a lot of Canadians that you know, retire and spend time down there in the winters and what have you. But uh, between that and the Austin Matthews factor, there's a lot of Leaf fans there. And we had a game in Buffalo, which, of course, is a big rivalry, and a lot of people cross the border there. Uh, it's 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 pretty great and to see all the blue and white jerseys on the road. Uh, just as a nice reminder of uh, how important what we're doing is and, and uh, the responsibility that I have in terms of leading this group and and it certainly is a privilege. Now, um, the days in Pembroke, you uh, paid an awful lot of attention to who you uh, sewed that Captain C on their jersey. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, leadership type of game from your captain last night. Tavares, talk about uh, what he did last night and his contribution to the club. Yeah, he's been he's been great, obviously, last night. You know, he... Uh, he has his hands in on, uh, you know, all three, all three goals. I guess all four goals, you could say, um, uh, for us. And uh, he, you know, he's starting to find his rhythm offensively, but uh, more so, just you know, uh, a symbol of consistency for our team. And uh, every day he comes in and he's prepared, prepares himself, he prepares his teammates and his line mates to play, and his demeanor is excellent, he just maintains uh, a very even keel uh, perspective every single day, and uh, he's really helped me to uh, gauge the, the group and what the group needs on a particular day, uh, he's been a real good goal between, goal between that in that sense, and uh, it's really benefited me greatly here in the early going. We're with Sheldon Keefe here, head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs on Valley Heritage Radio. And, uh, you know, shall we talk a little bit about uh, the microscope that you're under, the fishbowl, what have you? We've talked about that in our past uh, chats on the air here, but uh, obviously never more a large stature. A little bit of the focus lately on your use of your goaltender. Anderson, of course, was lights out last night, but, uh, you know, a little bit of debate about... uh, whether or not you're using him in back-to-back scenarios and things like that, uh, you must be pleased with his performance and uh, wondered what he was like to work with so far. 
Yeah, he's been outstanding uh, in both his performance and like Tavares, just in his his demeanor every day and how he works and um, you know we uh, we've asked a lot of him here in terms of you know having to cover for us and when we make mistakes and then also just playing as much as he has and then you know we have a game in Philadelphia that doesn't go the way we wanted to and sort of doesn't end the way we wanted to uh, you know and he's He's uh, coming to see me on the plane and wanting to uh, get back in the net again the next day for a start that he wasn't scheduled for. He was supposed to have the day off, but he wants to be in there. He wants to be competing with his teammates. Uh, so he's he's a competitor and he's a leader and a uh, massive part of our hockey team. And uh, it's been nice to have him play as well and as consistently as he has. We've tried to devise a defensive system that is going to uh, you know, uh, allow him the opportunity to see more shots that he's comfortable with on the outside and the perimeter and try to protect the interior of the rink. And, uh, that, of course, doesn't happen all the time the way we wanted to. No better example than the breakaways we surrendered in the hmm. period last night, but we, uh, we think that we're doing a better job uh, through the course of games of protecting him and, and giving him the opportunity to see shots and just to face a lot of long-distance shots that are going to help him get comfortable and settle into games and be confident and we've seen that in him, and he's just been uh, really good and a uh, real staple for us in there. And, of course, you know, we, we've got to find a way then to uh, create a tandem there that we can have confidence in and get a, a backup to work work well alongside him. Uh, Michael Hutchinson has been working hard every day and waiting for his chance to get back in and prove himself. Now, I know you mentioned when you first got hired, you were chatting with the boys on overdrive. One of the main differences coaching in the AHL to the NHL is knowing your opponent with the AHL playing so many teams so often. What's it like going into Calgary tomorrow night when you essentially almost just have one day to prepare uh, after playing last night? And how much are you relying on the assistant coaches to kind of get through some video and and get a a structured game plan in place for Calgary? Yeah, it's... That is a, a big process that I've had to adjust to. Just to, you know, virtually a, a new opponent um, every day that you're having to focus on. You quickly turn the page on one and move on to the next. Uh, we do have, you know, a great staff that is always a day or two or three, or I should say, an opponent or two or three ahead of the, of the schedule, and uh, they have laid the foundation and the groundwork on our preparations. So. That as soon as last night game uh, game ends, you know, um, as I'm getting to the, getting to the plane, I'm being handed the reports on the next opponent and um, getting our head around that. So it happens pretty quickly. Um, we're very fortunate that this in this day and age, with analytics being what they are and video being ex- as accessible as it is, that you're able to get the information a lot quicker and it's a lot in a lot more organized fashion. So. You're not necessarily starting from scratch. A lot of the work is, is there for you. You just have to kind of reach out and collect it. And uh, We've got a great staff that does that, and then we break it down from there and try to make an organized plan that makes sense to the players. Now, Sheldon, uh, just by agreeing to do our uh, show here in the Ottawa Valley, you obviously are uh, not hesitant to acknowledge your past here with the, uh, with the Lumber Kings and your involvement in junior hockey here in the Ottawa Valley. Uh, wondered... You know, you start to talk about advanced planning. <laughs> Lots of people around here are already talking about February 15th when uh, the Leafs are in town to take on the mighty Senators. You've uh, already had some people here locally uh, 
trading in their Sens jerseys for Leafs jerseys because of what you're uh, what you're pulling off there at that level. Um, what type of uh, expectations are you having for that one as you look at it way down the way down the calendar? Obviously, yeah, well, it, it is. It is down the calendar, but it certainly is one that I've got circled. You know, there was, uh, you know, some special nights for me. Of course, the first uh, game being first game in the NHL, and add to it the fact that it's in it's in Arizona. Well, mm-hmm. My wife Jackie's from Arizona, and we spend a lot of time there in the, in the off season. So that was pretty special how that worked out. And then, you know, you have the first uh, first game at home, which is very special. My parents, who were also down in Arizona for my first game, were able to be there. My sister and her family. and Of course, uh, Jackie and, and uh, Landon and Wyatt, my boys, uh, to be there as well. Uh, um, those are pretty special days, but certainly, you know, Ottawa and having a chance to, to be there and, you know, right in the, right in the mix of, of uh, the CCHL and uh, so many people that uh, I'm hoping will be able to come to the game and I'm uh, you know, we're going to do my best to make, make some appropriate arrangements and see what we can get done to get people together and uh, be a great uh, great chance uh, for me to see a lot of people that are very important to me and uh, played such a great role in, in uh, giving me a chance to figure out whether I was any good at this coaching thing and, and uh, you know, being such a significant part of our journey as a family. Uh, so a chance to get back to the area in this role uh, and to see everybody there and have everybody uh, be a part of it, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, you talk a little bit about uh, your, your figuring out your role. An ex-senator seems to be uh, catching a lot of people's eyes here in the Valley. Uh, Jason Spezza, one of your star players, uh, you know, has obviously a different role than he did in his prime, but uh, he seems to be contributing uh, to your gig here as you uh, you hit your hit your stride here in the NHL. Talk a little bit about uh, Spezza's contribution. Yeah, you know, he, he's been excellent, and you know, his, his contributions go far beyond uh, what happens on the ice. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Tavares, of course, as our captain, but this is a young team. Uh, it's a young team that really relies on a, a lot of young players to play significant roles. Uh, in, in an area where Jason's come in handy is just being a great voice, a great voice in the locker room, great voice of the young players. He is still as passionate today about the game as he was as a young guy that I used to play against in junior hockey. He loves to play the game, uh, loves to practice, loves to be on the ice, loves to work on his skills. And that passion is, uh, you know, transfers itself all the way uh, onto to uh, all throughout our team. And, and then also just in addition to that, he talks on the bench consistently. He's got a great rapport with the referees. All these types of things that mm-hmm. I think are important uh, intangibles uh, for a team to have, and he provides that. And for me as a young and uh, inexperienced coach at this level, it's been nice to have him around. So your first night uh, in Arizona, uh, one of your Marley's guys, Engvall, got his first NHL goal, and the camera veered over to you and you had a nice little smile how nice is it to kind of see some of the guys that kind of grew up and evolved with you as players while you were coaching thrive and, and get their chance now in the NHL yeah God, it's been it's been great to you know to to have this opportunity now um, to kind of get back in and reconnect with all these players that you've started with of course Engvall is a, is a recent 
a graduate of the of the Marlies, but there's a number of other players, be it one, two, three, four years ago that uh, you know, came uh, came through the Marlies program, and that you you know their history and you know what they've been through to get there, and, and uh, you've got some relationships there, so you feel like you're ahead of the game when you get this opportunity. You know, going into a new spot and having to start uh, from scratch with those relationships and trying to communicate with them and trying to convey what it is you're trying to get down on the ice challenge at the best of times. Um, uh, this certainly this certainly helps me get ahead of it. And you know, in Engvall's case, I think it's a it, you know it's been great how it's worked out for him and you know the the work that he put in with the Marlies to earn my trust there and to succeed in all the different roles that we provided him and asked him to do and things that he was not necessarily comfortable with in terms of playing on a checking line, playing as a penalty killer, playing center, all things he had never done up until last season. Uh, he embraced that and took advantage of it, and now he's showing he can do it well here at the NHL level. So nice to see all these things come together. Uh, ultimately, it always is all about the players and uh, it's, it's nice to stand on the bench and, and uh, be a part of those moments. We're with Sheldon Keith of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, Sheldon, uh, very much appreciative of your time here with us on Valley Heritage Radio. Uh, of course, we're talking uh, local Ottawa Valley Radio here, and you know, you talk about uh, you know some of the weapons and superstars and talent you're dealing with. Of course, Matthews, Marner, uh, Anderson, Tavares, all these guys. But, you know, a couple of kids uh, I need to get a report on that were uh, Ottawa Valley products. How about those Pembroke natives, your son, Landon, Landon and Wyatt there? What, uh, what's the deal on their hockey this year? Uh, both of them uh, both of them are developing young players. Good, good. They're coming along and playing in the rep program uh, out in Oakville, the Oakville Rangers. And uh, Wyatt is uh, playing up a year with the... Uh, 2011s, I guess that'd be major novice, and then uh, Landon's up, you know, with the minor Adams. Both guys are doing well, and they're keeping Jackie busy and uh, keeping them in the rinks. I think both of them, uh, both of them are on their on their way to games right now. Uh, Jackie driving one, and uh, one of the one of our friends, uh, uh, one of Landon's teammates, are driving him out to Orangeville. So it's Perfect. busy time. A busy time for sure, and a lot gets put on Jackie's plate. I don't get to see nearly as much as I would like, and mm-hmm. this new role, I'm going to see even less. Yeah, but uh, they enjoy it, and we've been able to make a lot of great friends in connecting with the minor hockey, uh, both for ourselves, uh, uh, with the with the parents, and then of course with the kids themselves and their friends and everything. It's been an outstanding experience. Super. So just before we let you go, the other night uh, Sunday at the Memorial Center. The uh, Lumber Kings honored Jeff oh. with a special 25-year uh, tribute to the Lumber Kings. And a lot of eyes and smiles lit up when uh, the video popped up from, from you, Sheldon, to Jeff. And I just kind of wanted to acknowledge both of you, kind of how cool that was. And maybe you guys can kind of just have a moment and uh, kind of reflect on that. <laughs> Well, you know what? I was uh, very grateful to be asked uh, to contribute because, uh, you know, it meant everything that I said there. Um, you know, uh, I mean, you guys know even better even better than I. Like, I come in I come in there for a very short uh, period of time. Uh, just those 10 years as an owner, six, 
six uh, six and a half years or so before I left for the two as coach and general manager there. So I've been there for a very short time, but you know the Lumber Kings have a storied history, and it's on the backs of people such as Jeff that donate as much time as they do to help it run in a professional manner. And, uh, it's the efforts of, of people like yourself, Jeff, that you know uh, make it appealing for someone like me to be there and make it your your full-time job and and feel like you're part of something beyond the level and the experience is outstanding and uh, I still get chills when I think about uh, the the announcing of different goals and that Damien Cross over your overtime winner that I still pull up on YouTube every now and again hear your voice uh, bellowing through the Memorial Center announcing that goal is the moment I'll never forget so I was I was I was Grateful to have the chance, and I'm, I was thrilled that you're honored because certainly deserved it. Well, Sheldon, uh, I should have told Scott that that subject was taboo, but anyway, uh, I really, um, you know, I can't, I can't thank you enough uh, for including me, uh, and, and you know, uh, it's remarkable how giving you are of your time to uh, chat with us here on local radio and, and uh, do that little uh, tribute to me the other night. Uh, it, it's really remarkable. So, uh, you know, you're preparing for, you know, one of the most, red hot teams in hockey right now and here you are in, in calgary on an afternoon and you're uh, still uh, giving of your time so uh, appreciate it great job so far and uh, we want to get you back on rink wrap another time but uh, continued success this season thanks thanks so so much you got it It'd be my pleasure to come on anytime and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you there when we get out to ottawa sounds like a plan that's Sheldon Keefe of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the head coach, and I uh, still have to kind of pinch myself that I'm uh, chatting with this guy. It wasn't that long ago that we were hanging out in the PMC in uh, in Pembroke, and uh, we're going to have to take a break and cover the weather here now. But uh, thanks so much to Sheldon Keefe of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're listening to Valley Heritage Radio 98.7. Weather this hour is brought to you by the Antrim Truck Stop, Highway 417 at the White Lake Road in Armfire. And we'll take another quick look at the weather. Minus 8 degrees right now. Flurry at times heavy this evening and uh, a low tonight of minus 14. Tomorrow it will be a 40% chance of flurries, periods of snow in the afternoon, and a high of minus 5. It'll be uh, minus uh, 2 by uh, Thursday morning and a high of plus 2 on Friday. Cloudy and a low of minus 2 Friday night. That's your Valley Heritage Radio weather. The Antrim Truck Stop in Armprior, voted one of the top 10 truck stops in Canada, offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner in the Hangar Restaurant. They have the best selection of home-cooked meals, made fresh daily. Just passing through, make a stop at the Big Rigs Bakery and take home some delicious baked goods. Or find that perfect gift for any occasion at the God and Country Gift Shop. The Antrim Truck Stop, the perfect place for a lunch meeting, family gathering, or just to stop in for a quick bite. Located at Highway 417 and the White Lake Road in Armprior. Open 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. And welcome back to Rink Wrap on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. Jeff Patterson here along with Scott Conroy for our episode 128. And uh, we are pleased to chat with Sheldon Keefe a little bit here about uh, oh, some of the old days in Pembroke. And uh, busy man and uh, amazing that he takes the time to chat with us, Scott. Yeah, that was great. Uh, you know, so humble and so willing to come back and talk to... Uh, a local station like us when you know he's on the other side of the country preparing for for a huge game against calgary so that was really uh that was great of him 
Now, have you been keeping an eye on the local junior standings? Obviously, you were at the game the other night and uh, see the Lumber Kings have kind of moved their way up into fifth overall, chasing Ottawa now for fourth. So things are uh, progressing along pretty well with the PLK camp right now. Yeah, they. Uh, that was my first time getting out to the uh, Memorial Center this year, and the team looked quick. They looked good. Uh, uh, I would have liked to see a little more physicality, but uh, Navin's goalie played well, and it was it was an entertaining game for fans. Now in CCHL two, your uh, alumni, the Renfrew Timberwolves, you know they're knocking on the door of uh, a pretty solid playoff position right now. They're uh, a few points behind the Brockville Tiki's, but uh, have you been keeping an eye on the standings there in uh, CCHL two play? Yeah, Carlton Place was able to jump Westport, which, uh, you know, Westport looked like they were running away with it at the start. But Renfrew's got some games in hand, so we'll see if they can climb the ladder. And, you know, uh, Mr. Sylvester will have some moves up his sleeve at some point. Well, it sounds like we have our next guest on the line, and we're continuing our TML All Blue edition here. And we're very happy to have um, Joas. Siegel on the line, and Joyce is a uh, an NHL beat writer with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, coincidentally enough, he's in Pembroke writing a story on our guest that we just had on, Mr. Sheldon Keefe. Joyce, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, um, the people in the Valley, uh, a lot of them are familiar with your work, but, uh, you know, these uh, new online publications... I don't know if people can fathom the uh, the clout you have as a professional hockey writer. Man, oh man, uh, do you get some serious stories out there. Tell us a little bit about uh, the draw and what type of audience you have. Well, I think it's less about me than it is about the team that I cover. Um, in Toronto, obviously, the Leafs are bigger than everything. So any little story about the Leafs tends to attract a lot of attention. You can write a story about the fourth-line center, and lots of people are interested. You can write a story about the seventh defenseman, and lots of people are interested. And right now, obviously, the team is a little bit more interesting because the team has obviously gone through some change. There are expectations on the team. Um, when I started covering the team, they weren't very good, and, and I guess that was interesting in its own way, but now... This is a team that people see as, as being worthy of a cup. And, and so when you bring those kind of expectations to Toronto, which haven't been around for a decade or more, uh, that changes the conversation a little bit. But there's, there's always interest in this team. Uh, winning, losing, controversy, it's just the least. And so it, it attracts a different level of attention than I think other markets. So obviously you're around the team lots and, uh, I think some people were kind of shocked at the timing of Mike Babcock being let go, but from your perspective, did you think it was too late, too soon, just the right time? I mean, the schedule didn't really kind of call for it at that time being on the road, but what was your whole take on the whole coaching change at that time? Well, so they played a game in Pittsburgh on a Saturday night where they just got destroyed. They lost 6-1, and after that game, I started thinking that maybe it was real, that they could actually consider changing the coach, but I still thought it was too soon. You know, they, they had only played, I think, 22 games at that point, and that didn't feel like enough given how given how Mike Babcock had turned around the team. I mean, when, when he got here, there was almost nothing. 
uh, that they could really salvage. There were a couple pieces that they, they kind of kept and, and, and built up, but there wasn't a lot, and he turned them into a team that was getting 100 points uh, in back-to-back seasons. That had never happened before in the 100-year history of the team. So he did a lot of good things, and, and to me he had built up a little bit of a longer rope to be able to turn the team around. They had injuries. There, there were just a lot of things that were going wrong. You know, they had a lot of new players. So I felt like Babcock deserved maybe a couple more weeks at least, maybe half a season to, to get things on track. But obviously, you know, management didn't think that they had time to wait. I mean, if you wait two more weeks, you, you can fall even further in the standings. And obviously, you know, Kyle Dubas knows Sheldon Keith really well, uh, and he had a belief that he could come in, change the way that they play, change the stylistic things, bring new life, bring a different voice, and turn things around. And obviously, it's still super early. They're 6-3 and three since Keith took over. Um, and you can see, you know, he, he's changing a lot of what they do, and, and some of it, for sure, looks like it's for the better. Yeah, and, and Sheldon Keith, he had signed an extension with the Marlies, and obviously he just re-upped through 2022 with the Leafs after being promoted. But do you read anything into that? Like, do you think that was a discussion in the summer? Like, be ready in case this thing happens or, you know, be patient if things are going well. What do you think the conversations were between Dubas, Keefe, and Babcock there? It's a good question. I, I, I can't imagine that it would ever be explicitly told to Sheldon Keefe, you know, stay ready just in case. But... I mean, he's not stupid. Like, he would understand exactly what's going on. He knows, you know, that he had, he had done really good work with the Marlies. They won a championship, and it wasn't just a championship. Like, they developed so many players, and just about every player they seemed to bring up from the Marlies who had played for Keith turned into something and became a, a helpful contributor. Like, you didn't see many guys play for the Marlies, come up to the Leafs, and fail. It, it just didn't happen very often. And so Keith was kind of that guy. And it always felt like he was just staying around until, you know, maybe a better opportunity came elsewhere. And, you know, he wasn't going to be an NHL assistant coach. Clearly he was waiting for an NHL head coaching job. And unless one of those came around elsewhere, there was really no reason to leave. I mean, he was getting well paid with the Marlies. It's a perfect place for visibility. The team was good. You know, the, the Leafs have you know, more resources probably than any team in, in the league. So there's not really a reason to leave. And then you have the, the, the connection with Dubas, and you know that, you know, if, if things don't change or improve with Mike Babcock, you know, having been eliminated in the first round of three straight playoffs, that maybe you'll get your chance. Like, there just wasn't a reason to take off and leave. Now, if he'd gotten offered a, a head coaching job in some other NHL market, would he have left? I think it's possible, but it, it, it just didn't seem like it worked out that way. And obviously now it's worked out where he's gotten a leap job. We're with Yoss Siegel, and uh, you're with The Athletic in Toronto as an NHL writer covering the Leafs. And I think you saw, you know, closer than many of exactly what type of uh, weight was lifted off the shoulder of some of these young hockey players when uh, when Sheldon took over. Maybe elaborate on that a little bit for our listeners. Well, I, I think that's, that's normal most of the time when a new coach comes in. But there's a little bit of a difference just because Sheldon Keefe is younger. Um, I mean, I, I, Mike Babcock was 56, and I think Sheldon Keefe is, 39 mm-hmm. something like that so th- th- there's a different 
age demographic. And, and, and obviously, Sheldon Keefe is a different personality from like Babcock. You know, Babcock was known for he's just relentless in his day to day approach, and like he's he's always pushing and he's he's go 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 all the time, and, and he doesn't really kind of let off the gas. And Sheldon Keefe is you know you talk to people he's known for his intensity, but it's not so tight, and and he's known for for. He's more of a, I guess, you know, do you want to say player's coach? Maybe yep. a little bit more at ease. You know, he's been a, he had been a player, obviously, in the NHL. It's just a different style, a different type of coaching, and, and that's natural when you change coaches, especially that drastically, um, to see some change there. Yeah, and he, and he had mentioned um, in his opening press conference about focusing on, on what this team is and not what this team isn't, and... You know, people kind of referred that back to Babcock's theory of, you know, needing, you know, that right shot defenseman or uh, that fourth line or third line center. So you see the ice times kind of changing now uh, from player to player where, you know, Matthews and Marner, their ice time's up. Like, do you read anything into Sheldon kind of letting these guys spread their wings a bit? Yeah, the thing is, I didn't think that, I understood why they, Mike Babcock, wasn't playing those guys 22 minutes a night. And I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, his, his approach was, there's no need to play Austin Matthews 22 minutes a night because I have John Tavares. But before that, I have, you know, Nazem Kadri. I think what we're seeing with Keith is he's giving those guys a little bit more opportunity. He's emphasizing their skill a little bit more. Uh, and he, he's playing some of their fourth line, lesser skilled guys a little bit less. Like I can give you one example, Babcock this year was using his fourth line a lot. He was using them in like really specific circumstances and so far with Keith, he's not doing that. You know, he's giving those extra minutes to Matthews, he's giving those extra minutes to Tavera. And another example, when they kill the penalty off, he puts Matthews on the ice with Marlon and Tavera. Just tries different things to get those guys maybe an extra shift here, an extra shift there. He's giving them longer leashes on the power play. You know, he's letting them stay out for a minute, minute and a half sometimes. So it's just little tweaks that, that I think he's making to get those guys a little bit more ice. Um, we'll see how that holds up, you know, over an 82-game season. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, but I don't think that's a bad change either. Like, I can understand why Babcock did it his way, and I can certainly understand why Keith is trying to to get those guys a little bit more room. Now, Yos, uh, with The Athletic, you travel all over North America covering the Toronto Maple Leafs, yet tonight you are in Pembroke and hanging around the PMC to do some investigative journalism about uh, Sheldon Keefe's background. Uh, what are your impressions of the place they call Hockey Town Canada? I love it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that much um and i've learned quite a bit in, in just like a day and a bit um <laughs> the community seems really nice people have been amazing i love uh the rink it's got it seems like it has so much character it's a nice barn and i didn't really have a, a sense of a i didn't have a sense of, of how successful this organization was especially obviously you know winning five championships in a row with sheldon keith mm-hmm but then other things, like, you just don't know when you're not from here. I've, I've heard hunting is a big thing. I've heard, like, it's hunting and hawking here. So it's just interesting to, to learn a, bit, a little bit about the community, 
Uh, I kind of now want to come back and see a game. I'm kind of all in on, on Pembroke. I hope I can come back. Well, it's uh, it's nice to have you, and it's also very nice to be able to chat with you here on uh, Valley Heritage Radio, some local uh, some local radio about the Leafs. But uh, I think we could probably go on forever and ever. Maybe you'd uh, agree to come back a little bit later in the season and chat about the Leafs' progress. Absolutely, anytime. Oh well, that's uh, that's wonderful. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to uh, run into you again. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. All the best. That's our new friend uh, that writes for The Athletic, Scott Yoas uh, Siegel. And, uh, man, a lot of people read his stuff, and he's, uh, he's quite a writer. So uh, a privilege again to have this uh, all-leafs. Oh, I, I have a hard time saying that still. I know. It is, it is weird, but, you know, got a couple good guests on. And he sits on overdrive sometime with... Uh, like Hayes, Noodles, the O-Dog, yeah. you know, the 1050. You know, maybe we go Siegel, Patterson, Conroy and get our own network. Uh, well, you could be, no, I guess you're not the O-Dog. Would you be the C-Dog or you want to just come up with something on your own? Mm. We'll come up with something. Uh, you'd host or would I host? Oh, we'll have to work on those details. Yeah. Anyways, we'll find a sponsor first. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's turn it over to John here, and he can uh, let our listeners in on what's happening weather-wise, and then we'll be back to conclude. You're listening to Valley Heritage Radio's Rink Wrap on 98.7. CJHR Weather is brought to you by Garage Door Services. For all your garage door needs, call or text 613-796-3991. And one final look at the weather. Minus 9 degrees out there now. It's dropped a degree in the last 10 minutes. And uh, it will be a low of minus 4 tonight. Wind chill of minus 20. No, I'm sorry, minus 14 tonight and uh, wind chill minus 21. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a uh, chance of flurries. Less snow beginning in the afternoon. And uh, let's see, a high of minus 5. And tomorrow night, it will be a low of minus 2. And uh, Friday, it's going to warm up to plus 2. That's Valley Heritage, rather, wait, <laughs> Valley Heritage Radio weather up to the moment. Time for me to go home. If your garage door is giving you trouble, help has arrived. Garage Door Services will get your door working like new again. Whether it's a broken spring or cable and roller replacement, or that pesky opener is giving you trouble, they've got all your garage door needs covered. Serving the Ottawa Valley and the Pontiac, no job is too big or too small. Call or text them today at 613-796-3991. They also sell and install garage doors as well. So for all your garage door needs, service or sales, Garage Door Services, 613-796-3991. And welcome back to Rink Wrap. This is the conclusion of episode 128. And I'd like to thank our guest host, Scott Conroy, uh, sitting back in the co-host seat again. Scott, great job uh, replacing Riley, the intern, for this episode. But uh, we'll have to get you back here again. Uh, We had... Uh, a pair of amazing guests, and uh, glad everyone was able to tune in. Thanks so much for helping. What do you uh, What do you think of the show? Yeah, no problem. It was a great show. I thought uh, got a lot of insight from both guys, and we've also got some great guests lined up too. Uh, next week, we're looking to line up Sean Kite, who's over in Italy right now, 
playing with Team Canada in the Deaf Olympics uh, with his hearing impairment. So that'd be cool to catch up with him and kind of see what it's like in Italy and, and hockey on that side of the globe. Yeah, that's going to be some interesting stuff, and we have some other surprises for our listeners. So hopefully next week you tune in once more. That'll be our last show before Christmas. But in the meantime, on behalf of John Fife and Scott Conroy, I'm Jeff Patterson. Oh, Scott, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to finish with a keep your stick on the ice, you know, red-green. Nicely done. You've been listening to Rick Crap on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Ring Crap on Valley Heritage Radio. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday when Jeff Patterson will give you all the scores and all the highlights of the local junior hockey scene right here on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio.